Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Travis Martin, and today we're going to answer one of the most frequently asked questions that we get asked, and that is, why am I so hungry all of the time? I mean, you might have asked that question. I know that when I was trying to lose weight that I asked that question often. I asked it much. Why am I hungry all of the time? I mean, it seemed it was inevitable that my first day on any diet, first three letters of the word diet spell die. Anything we start with and we can't stick with forever is just a waste of our time. It was inevitable that day one, I'd feel fine. And then day two, I'd feel okay. But by day three, I think I was going to starve to death. And I didn't have the mindset nor the mental toughness to persevere on so I never broke through that mental wall or the physical barrier of feeling or being hungry all the time there's a big difference between feeling hungry all the time and really physically being hungry all of the time well you're in luck because we're going to talk about both of those tonight early evening we're going to talk about both of them let me tell you a little bit about myself, and I'll be brief, and then we'll get to answering that question. My name's Travis Jack Martin. I am the son of Jack and Gail Martin, and I am the father of several, uh, uh, what do you call it, a gaggle, I'll say a gaggle of children, <laughs> just to spare his time, the husband of Sasha Martin, 
and I am the Shibola founder. I've been a part of three different weight loss and wellness programs. I founded each of them. God has really blessed me throughout my journey. He has blessed me through the ups and through the downs, and it's been a real learning experience. And with each program that we have founded, we've gotten to witness it and watch it, watch these programs help many, many, many people, tens and tens and tens of thousands of people. Sometimes I... If I can have a vulnerable moment, sometimes I look in the mirror and I realize just who I am, what manner of man that I am. I realize my weaknesses and my infirmities, my vulnerabilities, my insecurities, and I stand in awe and think, but yet the Lord used me. And the Lord is using you. He's using you. It is as though the Lord does exactly what he said he was going to do in the good book. He said he takes the weak things of the world to confound the wise. That I've had the opportunity, without exaggeration, to stand in front of hundreds of thousands of people over the last 17 years and talk about this program absolutely floors me. It absolutely floors me. I can't believe that I'm still doing it. Never intended on doing this. Can't believe I'm still doing it. And as anyone will tell you that's ever had any measure of success in any endeavor, they haven't had that success without help. So I want to first thank my Shibola family for all of the help, all of the support. We could not do this without them. I mentioned other programs. What's the difference maker here? Why is this program the best of the three? It's because we begin with this. We begin with the chief cornerstone of faith. We're an interfaith group, not a doctrinal religious group, but an interfaith group. I'm not about religion. I'm about spirituality. I'm about people working out their own salvation with fear and trembling, just like I had to do a few years back. The difference maker here is that we bless the name of the Lord. It begins and it ends all about Christ each and every day. All about our Lord and Savior Jesus. All about our God. All about our God, our Father, our Creator, our wonderful Counselor, our great Physician. It's all about Him. Without Him, there's only temporal success. There can only be lasting and eternal success if we begin and end with our Heavenly Father. So that's the difference this program helped me lose over 100 pounds, come off prescription medications, and stay off of them. And it's went on to help <laughs> tens of thousands of other people do the same thing. I, I just sit here today and I stand in awe of what the Lord is doing through you guys. You guys, you ladies, you know, I say every day to the team, if I give it my best shot, I mean my best shot, and I do. It didn't like a job. I do it 24-7. And it didn't like a job. I love it. I mean, you think about it. If you're in my mind and you believe what I say I believe and you believe that your job every day is to literally save lives, save lives both physically and spiritually, how can you call that a job? How can you not exhaust yourself completely and utterly on the battlefield, how can you not go through immense criticism, people naysaying, people making fun? How can you not go through? How can you not go through people telling you that you're inadequate, you're not able to do this? Let us do it. You've got tens of thousands of members. We could take those and turn them into millions of members, but not with you and Sasha at the helm. I mean, how do you keep going despite all of that? How do you keep going despite all of that? And do it gladly and joyfully. You do it when you really believe it's God's purpose for you to do it and that it's saving lives. I don't know who you are. I don't know who's listening. It's why I like the podcast. I find that I can be more real 
on a podcast than I can a video or anything else. Number one, it's unscripted. Number two, I don't have to read an audience, meaning I can say what I want to say, say what's on my heart to say, try to impact lives without seeing somebody frown because it's human nature when people start frowning and smirking at you that you, you know, that's in the back of your mind when you're in a live group. Here on the podcast, we can just be truthful with you. We can just tell you what's on our heart, what we know. I'm not going to tell you what I, just what I, if I tell you what I think, I'll tell you this is what I think. It's just my opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. They all stink. Isn't that right? (laughs) Y'all know I had to do the fart sound. I think it's funny. I do it because I love every minute of it. I love hearing people's testimony, hearing the renewed hope that they have, hearing about the renewed self-confidence and joy. It just, it absolutely excites me. It's the reason I get up in the morning. And today, for a few minutes, I want to try to help you. I either want to try to help you keep going in your weight loss journey or help you get started. Or help you just relax. Don't do it. That's the song, isn't it? <laughs> relax. Don't do it. Something like that, right? Relax. If if you're not ready to lose weight, even though everybody's telling you you need to, even though your health is failing you, but you just love to eat, you just can't help yourself. I'm going to tell you something that nobody else will tell you. Go on with your big self. Go on and eat. At least, I mean, enjoy it, folks. If you're not going to do anything about it, for goodness sake, go and enjoy it. I mean, certainly if you're thinking all the time before you eat, if you're thinking, if you're thinking, I ought not do this, I ought not do this, I ought not do this, then you're going to do it anyway. And then after you do it, you did it because you couldn't resist it, right? Then I, And you didn't have a big enough why, you took your eyes off the prize. And then after you do it, you go, I ought not done that. I ought not done that. I mean, that's your life. I ought not do this. I ought not do this. Yum, yum, yum. I ought not do that. I ought not do that. I ought not do this. I ought not do this. Yum, yum, yum. I ought not done that. I ought not done that. You know, I mean, what kind of life is that? Just go on and embrace the chimichanga, baby. Go on and, go on and hey, embrace the Oreos. I, I'll support you. I, I, will, I, will apply, I will urge you on. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. Eat them Oreos. Eat them Oreos, big boy. Go for it. Enjoy them. Eat eat them Nutter Butters, big girl. Eat them Nutter Butters, big girl, with your bad self, your big bad self. Enjoy it. Yeah. I'll urge you on. Break all the eating records there are. Go for it. I mean, I mean that. You think I'm being a smart aleck, but I'm not being a smart aleck. I'm not being a smart aleck. By the way, as I digress here, this very genius drink is good. It's just making me more of a genius. It says it says mental titan. It's got MCT oil in it. Enhance my brain function and burn fat. How in the world? I mean, it's good. Mm-mm-mm. I will I will be your biggest cheerleader. If you say Travis, don't mess with me about losing weight. I love to eat. Don't take my joy away. Don't steal my joy. It's the only that's where I get my joy. I live to eat. I don't eat to live. I I live to eat. Don't mess with me now. Don't break my stride. Let me eat my stuff because my conscience does not bother me. So I'm going to eat. Can I eat? I'll go, oh, yeah. And then I'll recognize that next time I see you. i say, how's it going? You enjoying it? It's good, ain't it? Oh, yeah, that's some good stuff. We'll talk about food. I mean, some of y'all got food porn all over you. You're trying to lose. Here's another thing I don't understand. Well, let's let's take a quick break, and I'll come back. Can we talk about some porn when I come back, we're going to talk about porn. I'll be right back.
law, we got some back noise there. Got to stop that. Good gracious. Somebody tell me to quit. I didn't know that was going on. How y'all doing? I'm back. I'm back. All right. You know, we were talking about porn. <laughs> You're just tuning in. Wait before you turn it off. That's just a word, okay? It's it's a word that's in the definition. Pornography. All right, we we need to get some mood, mood music. I thought it was weight loss. Oh my gosh, I hope nobody's listening to this. <laughs> Listen to this. Check it out. Check this out. We got to get some mood music. I don't know if y'all can hear that or not. I got to learn how to use this dashboard. So, all right, yeah, a little sexual healing, pornography. All right, so let me tell you, when I'm trolling, y'all gonna all go. <laughs> Y'all gonna all go unfriend me after I say this. I know y'all will. I know y'all will. Y'all gonna unfriend me. It's like, look, this is all I've done for years. Unless you come from outside of North Georgia, you know this is all I've done for years. So what happens is, you know, people kind of come and go, right? They friend and it, they, they, they'll friend me or I'll friend them, whatever. We become friends, right? Now I don't see them for a while. I used to go and they'd have they put like on their Facebook page they put a uh, uh, they put like a big old cake like a four layer five layer cake. You know they're trying to lose weight. Stay with me now. Trying to stay weight. Uh, trying to lose weight. Trying to lose weight. And then on their Facebook profile or page whatever on their timeline. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. On the timeline they'll put a big four or five layer cake. They trying to lose weight. Can you imagine somebody that was a known drug addict, a known drug addict, putting pictures of, of crack pipes? <laughs> you know, they telling everybody, I got a problem, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Or right, let me back up again. I'm getting beside myself. I want to quit smoking crack. <laughs> I want to quit smoking. Uh, go to the church on Sunday. I'm going to quit smoking crack. And then on their timeline, I got crack pipes. <laughs> you know, think about the alcoholic. Everybody, he's a known alcoholic, and all over his timeline, he's got wine, got Bud Light, got margaritas. You go, Lord, that's a that's that right there now. That's an alcoholic right there. Well, see, that's the way it is with people trying to lose weight. It's just socially acceptable. Shame, shame, shame that it is. It's socially acceptable. People going to put big five-layer cake. Got a weight problem. I ain't talking about people ain't got a weight problem. They earned the right to do that. You didn't earn the right to do that. Right, you know, you you don't get rid of all the wine in the world because of alcoholics that abused it. They just can't have it no more. It's their vice of choice, their sin of choice, whatever. They got to quit it. All right, same thing. It don't mean that you you don't let a person of moderation have a glass of wine. Same thing with the food. Putting them four or five layer cakes, all them videos on your timeline. What you see is what you eat. You become, you are what you eat. Think about it. It all goes together. You put it on your timeline. That's all you're thinking about. I see those things. I used to go and like it, like just to let them know I was trolling, and they unfriend me. They're like, oh, I don't want Travis to see that. Let me tell you something. It don't matter that I'm saying I don't like it anymore. I just go see it because I care about y'all. I care about you. So I troll you. I do. I hate to admit it. I troll you. I want to see what you're looking at, what you're thinking about. So if you put in big five, you come into my class, Putting big four and five layer cakes on your timeline, you just got to know I got tears just coming out the sides of my eyes. Wipe the tear from my eye. I got tears coming out. This is what the definition of pornography is. You porn addicts, you food porn addicts, every one of you, food porn. Food porn addicts, that's what y'all are. Listen to the definition. Listen. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now what the definition is. Y'all ready? Definition of pornography, the portrayal of sexual acts solely for the purpose of sexual arousal. Pornography is the portrayal of erotic behavior designed to cause sexual excitement. So tell me what that's got. You say, every one of you, y'all say, ooh, that's disgusting. I agree, that is. That is. That is disgusting. Yuck. What are you doing with food? What makes us, look, I'm just trying to shake you and rattle your cage got a health problem, you're overweight, ain't happy, wasting time, 
giving yourself over to instant gratification instead of delaying your gratification. Try say you say you're trying to lose weight, but you got food porn all over your doggone timeline. Food porn. I mean everywhere. And you tell me it ain't got nothing in common with pornography. The portrayal of food solely for the purpose of arousal. I mean, doggone it. I've watched people look at recipe videos like they are sexually aroused. I mean it. Sister, brother, don't tell me I ought not talk like this. I mean it. I'm just telling the truth. You've seen it too. I mean, I've seen men and women go in a trance watching a freaking tasty video. It breaks it breaks my heart. That's trying to lose weight. Oh, I agree. There's nothing wrong with going off the range and having a holiday, especially when you've earned the right to. But if that's your vice of choice, that's your problem, then why would you put that stuff on your timeline? People spending so much time on Facebook, I mean, they got the enemy right there right there in front of them. I'm serious. Y'all think I'm being silly, trying to be obscene. But when you put that food porn on your timeline, it lets me know you're not serious about losing weight. It ought to let you know you're not serious about losing weight. You don't need to be looking at that stuff. You need to get it off your timeline. I mean, it ain't no different than a crack addict having crack all over their timeline and uh, their uh, crack pipe all over there and an alcoholic having their booze on there. I mean, because they've given themselves over to it. So how are you ever going to lose this weight? You say you want to lose weight. How are you ever going to lose this weight when you're looking at all that food porn all day? need to stop it now. you got to get it off your mind. Why, why would you put... I mean, I, I wonder if some people don't have portraits of food on the walls at home. I mean, that's all that's on people's timeline. Food. At least if you're going to put food on your timeline, put healthy food. Try to stand for something, get your life back. I go by and I see some people, they put healthy food on their timeline. I go, God bless them. Lord bless them. They say they want it and they mean it. Their actions are lining up with their words. Wouldn't that be great if everybody's actions began to line up with their words again? Now, come on. That's not loving yourself to put food porn on your timeline. That's disgusting. That's just disgusting. I don't care who you are. That's disgusting. To put sugar and starch and flour and fat on, on your timeline when you're overweight. That's disgusting. Y'all got to stop it. Y'all quit it. Now, here's the thing. Today we're talking about why am I so hungry all of the time? Why am I so hungry? Let's talk about physically first. Let's talk about physically. Because you'll hear some people, some of our members say, I did the program, I lost weight, I was never hungry. I was never hungry. That is going to be the exception to the rule. Now, I love that, and I will exploit it because we're trying to keep our ministry alive. Hey, I'm being honest again. I will exploit it. But the truth is, there's going to be some measure of physical hunger that's a part of you losing weight. And there's reasons for it, and I'm going to go over them, or at least a couple of them. And I think they'll help you. I think they'll help you. Number one, that physical hunger is temporal. It won't last forever. So let's say we got somebody that's starting day one, day two, they're doing all right. They're not really hungry. It's just like whoever referred them, because this is a word-of-mouth program, whoever referred them said they weren't ever hungry. Now, they may have forgot. You know, if they've lost all their weight, they may have forgot the first few days. Or they may not have been hungry. They may have been so fired up, they, they was just running on pure emotion and adrenaline. Maybe the Lord got in the matter and satisfied their appetite. Maybe it was a new lease on life and, you know, they were filling the, the voids that they had with with hope. I don't know. But here's what I can tell you. It would be normal to have some physical hunger after after a couple of days. Many reasons why. One of which is you have now, while you were getting in efficient fat burning mode, it takes two perfect days to get in efficient fat burning mode. While you were doing that, you your body utilized while you're in a calorie deficit while you're controlling insulin with your food combinations your body utilized <coughs> excuse me glucose that was stored in your muscles as an energy source 
That's why you get that significant weight loss the first week. Water, glucose, waste. So the first couple of days, you know, you're feeling great. You're doing something. You know, you're you're overcoming some fear of failure, some fear of starting, and it's good. It's good. Things are going good. You probably got on the scales. The scales are going down. You feel good. But as you deplete all that glucose and your body becomes a fat-burning machine again, there's a there's a, a couple of days there. It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Some headaches maybe because your body's craving sugar. Sugar is, is as addictive as crack cocaine. It's not as socially unacceptable as crack, but it's as, as addictive and your body, yes, that has been your body's way of accessing energy for so long through stored glucose, the over-ingestion of glucose, and that's all your body knows, that quick, immediate energy source that it gets from sugar and like substances. So now you're not giving your body any poison. You have... you are not taking any poison. There's withdrawal symptoms. You're an addict. I'm not trying to label you, and I'm not trying to hurt you, but you're an addict. So you got to go through a period of time where you overcome the withdrawals, the headaches, the low energy levels. You've got you've got to be tough enough, and you are. You can you you might even get uh, have some vertigo, some things like that. You need to work with your doctor. I'm not a physician. I don't treat, cure, diagnose, prescribe. I'm a sports nutrition consultant, a wellness coach, but I have to tell you just for um, transparency's sake, I did not renew that wellness coach certification. It's too high. I don't need it. But you need to go to your doctor if you have questions about what I'm saying. I'm telling you what's right for me and tens of thousands of others. I don't know that it's right for you. But what I'm telling you is you're going to go through that. If you're trying to pick up a you know, you're trying to do this nutrition program for the first time and the scales fell from your eyes and you want to do it all. You want to oh, you want to totally do, a, you know, an about face with your life. You want to do an about face with your life. Aha. Hey, y'all, I'm going to take a brief. I'm here by myself. We're going to take a brief intermission. We're going to come back. And uh, we're going to take care of uh, finishing up on this. All right, I'll be right back. I've got somebody at my door. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give y'all some safe music. your patience all right we were talking about um those first few days right so you're going to go through that you just got to go into it with the right expectations nothing's wrong it's called withdrawal that's what it is now the worst thing you can do is to give in to temptation at that point that's the worst thing you can do because once you do that to alleviate the withdrawal the low energy you go to eating the wrong things again and go to feeling better temporary, then you're never going to get inefficient fat burning. You're never totally going to withdraw, and it's going to be a roller coaster. You'll have a couple of perfect days, 
and you're going to need your fix. You're going to go a perfect day, a couple of her, you're going to need your fix. You've got to retrain your body how to burn fat efficiently as a fuel source. People forget fat is fuel. You're not fat. You're just carrying around a lot of extra energy, baby. That's all it is. That's all jiggly, itchy fat is, is extra energy. It's back, you know, you ate a lot more than you were supposed to. You ate when you were not hungry. Okay? That's what happened. Let's just, that's what's happened. And then you spike blood sugar, pancreas created the fat storage hormone, and you sucked up all that fat from your food that you were eating, and it planted it in your fat cells. Until them fat cells was full. They was full. It's hard to put on fat in the beginning. You don't remember that. Seemed like you put it on overnight, but it was hard. But you had fat, so you born on fat cells. Now, once those fat cells are full, guess what happens? Your body has to create more because you ain't got no stopping sense, and you keep eating. Keep eating, you keep eating, you keep eating. And then your body has to create more fat cells because the ones you had and were born with, they're full. So the body's got to create more. You can't ever get rid of those fat cells. They get full, they create like gremlins. You create more. They get full, you create more. Then when you're trying to lose weight, you got to get the energy out of them fat cells. You do that by controlling blood sugar and reducing your calories. Controlling blood sugar is more important than reducing your calories if you want to lose fat and not muscle. But anyway, you go through this, this period of time, where now you're emptying those fat cells. The, the fat cells are emptying the energy there. It's going Fatty acids are going to the liver. Liver's converting it to energy. Now you're losing body fat. You're getting the energy. But that process of getting the energy from the fat cell is a longer, more tedious process for the body than just giving the body glucose, fructose, all that kind of stuff. You with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? So your body doesn't want initially to become an efficient fat-burning machine. That takes too much work until your body realizes again that, hey, this is a very efficient energy source. So why don't we lock, 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 lock it down and rip, 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 rip off the knob and burn that fat and quit doing this thing where we give in to our withdrawal symptoms and we try to get a quick fix. Got to stop doing that. You've literally got to lock it down and rip off the knob. And then those energy levels will level out, and some of those symptoms will go away, the headaches, things like that. Another thing, another physical reason, is really, it's another physical reason that you're struggling. Let me use myself as an example as to not hurt anybody's feelings. All right, I, I, <laughs> that ain't going to work. I was 300-plus pounds. <laughs> All right? I'm big boy. Six foot three, 300 plus pounds, and I have an appetite. Now, see, I ate a lot of times when I wasn't hungry. I ate for entertainment, out of boredom, stress, anxiety, whatever. I ate, and I ate way too much. I, I did that so often, it became a habit. Eating became a habit, okay? And I did that until I become over 300 pounds. Now, here's the thing. No matter what size you are, the body has a survival instinct, a survival mechanism. At 300 pounds, my body wanted to maintain that 300 pounds. My body wanted to survive. Those fat cells, man, they scream, they kick. They don't want to die. They don't want to diminish. They don't want to go. They're always going to be there. That's why you can lose weight and then gain it all back so fast. Fat cells are still there because you put extra fat cells on over that period of time. But anyway... You're over 300 pounds, and man, I start the program, my blood sugar's level out, all that stuff. I'm into it a month, but I'm still a little hungry. I just got an edge to my hunger. It ain't like it was when I had the headaches and stuff, but it, I just got a little edge to my hunger. You got to remember, there's part of your body mass dying. You having to kill it off. I had to kill off Big Travis for lean, healthy Travis to get to live again. I had to kill off the big beast man, right? So the fat cells, I, I had to live day to day with some times in the day, not all the time, with some times in the day where I was hungry. But yet I couldn't eat because I had a plan. I had to stick to the plan. 
I eat the proper combination and portion for breakfast, lunch, dinner, no more eating. If my cravings really got the best of me, I could have an approved snack or a freebie. But it was best to just have three meals. That's the quickest way to move from one point to the next point is a straight line. And a straight line is eating the right portion, right combination three times a day. You get there fast that way. So that's what I was dealing with. So you're 300 pounds, and to be a 200-pound man, if my goal is 200 pounds, even at 300 pounds, i got to eat like a 200-pound man. You see what I'm saying? So I've got to eat the foods that would sustain a 200-pound lean man. Not a 200-pound fat man. There's a way to eat to be 200 pounds fat. You've seen skinny fat people, right? But I want to be 200 pounds and lean. So at 300 pounds, I must eat like a 200-pound man that's lean and healthy. And that 300-pound man, he's not going to like it, physically speaking, biologically speaking. That man ain't going to like it. He's going to pitch a fit some days. Not all day because I'm eating. I'm getting to eat. I'm eating breakfast, and I'm waiting four to six hours. But let's say in the third hour I start getting hungry. This is where you got to man up and grow them spiritual balls, them spiritual plums. got to grow them. That's why I call them spiritual balls. You know, women ain't born with no balls. So y'all, you know, but y'all got more balls than most men I know. Let me say that. That's why we call them spiritual balls, right? You gonna, Let's call them plums so that we're not vulgar. You got to grow your plums. You know, if if you have breakfast, let's say you have uh, you have dinner. Let's, let's do that. You have dinner. Were you satisfied? You have what I had today. Earlier I had for lunch, I had London broil with some French onion gravy mix and uh, my cabbage, right? Let's say I had that for dinner. I eat that. I'm satisfied. You know that's good. Cooked in that MCT oil, that's good. That's good, Pocampo, real good. That's good food. That tastes good. That's fat burn. That's exercise on a plate. That's good stuff. Let's say I ate it at... Let's say I ate it at 6 p.m. Now it's 9 p.m. I get a, I get the knickknacks, right? Let's say I'm down to 280, still want to be 200. Well, a 280-pound man might eat him some knickknacks, but a 200-pound man won't. So what you have to do? You have to grow some spiritual balls. I mean plums. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I hate it when that happens. Grow you some spiritual plums and say I ain't going to do it. Just let them fat cells scream and die because here's what's going to happen. As you're following the Shibboleth rules, the the tools, as you get as you approach your goal, the food that it took to sustain a 300 pound man is not necessary for a 200 pound man. So when you get to your happy weight, what you did back in the day when you started that made that left you with a little hunger hunger just for a few times a day because you get to eat three times a day and you get up to one snack and you get freebies. What once made you hungry or or left you with some hunger at you won't be hungry hungry right after you eat but what used to leave you with some hunger after three or four hours of your body absorbing that food and then crying out for more you won't be hungry more you'll be satisfied i see women folk eat women women folk that their lean body mass let's take the fat off my body take the fat off your body if you went and did an assessment here's what it would look from most let's say you're five foot four Assessment's going to say you about 100 pounds of lean body mass. You have some essential fat that you need, but let's say you're about 100 pounds of lean body mass because you're five foot four. Well, at six foot three, I've got about 170 pounds of lean mass. The rest of me is fat mass. All right, so I've got about 170 pounds of lean mass. I see women eating twice the food I eat and telling me they're starving to death. And most days, it's hard for me to even get in three meals. But I've adjusted. I've stuck to it long enough that my body's back on a, 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 is eating now in a balanced fashion. See, when you spend all that time eating way more than you should have been when you wasn't hungry, now you're going to have to spend a little time. I ain't going to lie to you like everybody else. Now you're going to have to spend a little time not eating when you're hungry. Think about the justice in that. You spend a lot of time eating when you wasn't hungry. Now you're going to have to spend some time not eating when you're hungry. Not much, because we got a good program. It's the best program on the planet. 
But it's just part of it. So you don't have to grow your spiritual balls. I mean plums. I hate, I'm sorry. I hate it when that happens. Does that make sense to you? I hope that makes sense to you. Now, there's other reasons. There's other reasons. But that's enough. I think that gives you the physical reason. I want to come back and I want to tell you why emotionally, spiritually, you're hungry all the time. All right, I'll be right back.
All right, I'm back. Thank you for your patience. We had a couple of folks came in the center and was trying to get them some help. But we're back, and we're going to end this broadcast shortly. But I want to go to the most important part of answering that question, why am I so hungry all of the time? We talked about it to a degree, talked about facets of it from a physical standpoint. But what about mental? What about emotional? Well, we eat in the first place, especially our culture and where we live at. We eat because it is a cultural thing. It's just what we do. It's what we do. We eat. We, you know, again, not to put us down, I think we're the greatest country on the, on the planet Earth, but we are a country that we've had it so good for so long. We've grown complacent. We're not tough. And what we, we've done, and two, can we just say it? There's a lot of religious people, but not many people that have, to have an intimate, authentic relationship with the Lord. And I know from experience, when you don't, when that's not right, you, you're unfulfilled. I mean, I went to church Wednesday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. When revival season was going on, I was there every night somewhere. And you end up, uh, I ended up, I won't say everybody, but I did. It's my own fault and problem, I suppose. But I ended up very unfulfilled. I had, I was alone. You know what I mean? I love to be alone. Does anybody know what I mean? I love being alone. But I don't like to feel lonely. Now, I don't want anybody to take this wrong, but to a degree, I am alone all the time now. When I say alone, I mean... Um, I'm usually working by myself somewhere, right? And I might have interaction with a member that's brief, but it's not intimate interaction, you know what I mean? So, But I'm alone a lot. I have to study. I have to think about this stuff. Uh, I have to, you know, think about how I'm going to return, you know, what I'm going to say in this email, what I'm going to say in this text. You, you, but I'm alone a lot. But I'm not lonely. I'm not lonely. I enjoy being alone. But, I, I, you know, I don't like loneliness. I'm not lonely. Back then, I had relationships with all, with all kind of people. I mean, intimate relationships with lots of people. But I was so lonely. I was so lonely. I went to church all of the time. Family friends, but I was so extremely lonely. I did not like to be alone because I was lonely. I didn't like to be with myself because everywhere I went, there I was. And this is even after I lost so much weight. It took time. It took time for me to mentally adjust to the new me, my new body, how I felt about myself. I mean, for so long, all people knew about me was 300-pound Travis, and then for whatever reason, God gave me the unction to get that weight off, to lose that weight. Thank you, hon. Appreciate y'all. Give me the unction to do something about it to lose the weight. But then when I lost it, people were still treating me like they'd always treated me, like a doormat, taking advantage of me. My fault. I let them do it. And then it took time for me to say, you know, that ain't, I'm not gonna, it's, that's not right. I'm not going to allow that anymore. Then I try to stand up for myself. I get kicked back down. And I, then I fear losing friends, losing family. And I'd go right back. It's like the proverbial dog. Same thing when you relapse with food, which I did a few times. And I went, you know, I finally made it, got there. But then it took time to realize I still, let me put it this way. I still felt like a fat boy even after I got really lean. And it took time. It took a lot of time. And then eventually I said, you know, I don't care if I lose everything and everybody. I'm not, not going to be this way. And I took it too far. I took it way too far. I got bitter. I got mad. 
I started acting and behaving toward people like people had acted and behaved toward me all those years. But then I found some peace. And that's why I love to be alone now, because I'm never alone. I always have Jesus with me. I talk to Jesus in my truck. I talk to Jesus back here. I'm talking to Jesus now. I talk to the Lord all the time. It's so fulfilling. What caused me to turn to food was all my voids. I had all these voids. Food is not a solution for stress. It's not a solution for boredom. It's not a solution for anxiety. It's only a a solution for a growling tummy. And if you are a believer, you should have an advantage. It doesn't look like it on an obesity map. It looks like the people that live in in places where uh, there's a, a high number of faithful people, people that say they're of the faith, that that's where obesity is the most significant. So I feel like they're like me. They're, they were unfulfilled. They're unfulfilled like I was unfulfilled. You've got these voids. And then you start a diet because you want to lose the weight. And you try to white-knuckle it, do it all by yourself, on your own, that kind of thing. You white-knuckling it, and you're doing it. The weight is coming off, but you've got even a bigger void. You can only live with those voids. So all of a sudden, you're not going to eat. You're not going to eat. You, you ain't going to eat any of that stuff you is that has become a habit to you. Uh, you're just going to stop. Even when everybody else is going out and eating like crazy, you're just going to stop. You're going to stop eating. And you got this void. You can only live like that so long. That void will get the best of you. You have to fill that void. Consider what the scriptures say here. This is Matthew chapter 12. Verse 43, listen to this. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and he findeth none. I could use this to compare it to your walk, trying to lose weight, because I don't know your, I I don't know your, uh, I don't know what you've been through. I don't know your story other than you're trying to lose weight. I know my story, and that's what happened to me two different times in my life with weight loss and then after I lost the weight, and I went through some hard times because I just couldn't adjust to, I, I couldn't take on the identity I wanted I wanted for myself and then act out on that identity. A healthy, strong man. Women, y'all tell yourself you're ugly, you don't love yourself, all this stuff. you got to quit doing that. Your identity dictates your activity. So... Here's me. I'd say, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to do better. You get the unclean spirit out, okay? Get the Oreos out of the house. Get the Nutter Butters out of the house, whatever. The unclean spirit's gone. It's gone out of you. And you go through this dry place. You've got this huge void, but you're doing it. You're walking through the dry place. You're seeking rest. You want this craving to be alleviated but you find no rest. That's what the scripture just said. Let me read it again so you get where I'm going with it. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places. He seeks rest, but he doesn't find any. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out of, and when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Think about that. How many of you been doing this and you just feel empty? You feel empty inside? You've cleaned up? Man, you, you, you're trying to clean up your eating habits, whatever vice you've got, whatever you're dealing with, post-divorce, whatever it is. You're trying, to, you're trying to clean it up now. You're putting a smile on your face, empty inside, make everything look good. Then listen to what it says because you didn't fill the void. Then goeth he and taketh with himself... Oh, that was the spirit. I'm sorry. The spirit goes back, finds your house empty. That's what it should have said. Let me put it this way. So the Oreo, the Nutter Butter, comes back to you. You're always going to be tempted. You're not going to get them things out of your life. Don't you know they always sneak in there? They always sneak in there. Don't Let's, let's, let's equate, because I messed that up. Let's equate an Oreo or a Nutter Butter to an evil spirit or your favorite poisonous vice. 
whatever, chocolate-covered Krispy Kreme. So you're trying to walk through this lonely, dry place without this stuff that you've been living on for so long, living habitually with. Now it comes back. You're going to pass the Dunkin' Donuts again. You're going to pass the Krispy Kreme again, right? So this evil spirit says, let's go back and let's tempt again and find that you empty with that void. You ain't filled the void. For example, if I'm craving a Reese cup, used to be my Achilles heel, I'll go eat the void replacement for a Reese cup, which is a health smart peanut butter patty. I don't want no Reese cup. Why would I ever want one again? Those peanut butter patties taste just as good, full of fiber, don't cause me to gain no weight. But see, listen, you ain't got no void replacements for the things you're trying to abstain from. You've got to have void replacements. It says, this spirit go and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there in this empty place. And now the last state of that person is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Think about you and I with food. All right, we clean up, we start a diet. We clean up, we drop 30, we gain 40. We drop 40, we gain 50. Do you see the parallel? Do you see that? All because you don't have void replacements. Yeah, I can give you food void replacements. There's no, no food that you can come up with that I can't give you a void replacement if you're a reasonable person. Hamburger, hot dog, pizza, ice cream, chips, doesn't matter. Void replacements for everything, and you'll lose weight. You don't have to live without that stuff. Not at a restaurant, not at a fast food place, not at a family style. You can go anywhere with your head held high, knowing that your lifestyle is going to fill all your gaps for you. But what I can't help you with is the lack of intimacy with Jesus. I can't help you with that. The lack of genuineness with Jesus. The lack of virtue with Jesus. Being true to thyself. I can't help you with those things. It takes so much courage. I can't overstate that. It takes so much courage to start being the real you. It takes a lot of courage. What holds you back? Two types of fear. Fear of failure, fear of success. We'll talk about that next time on the next podcast. But that holds you back. The fear of failure and the fear of success. Let me tell you this. If you think that you're going to be successful without setbacks, you're wrong. The only way to make good decisions in life that lead to success is buying through experience. And experience doesn't come from your good decisions. Experience comes from your past bad decisions. It all works hand in hand. Don't fear failure. You have to go through it. You just don't quit. When you have a setback, you don't quit. Keep going forward. Look, I hope that you'll find your little prayer closet tonight. Nobody around. Don't got to tell nobody. Hide somewhere. Do it in secret so that God might reward you openly. Just have a little talk with Jesus and ask Jesus to help you. Ask him to help you lose weight and to keep it off. Ask him to help you stop judging others. You know why you're judging others? What's it to you what they do? You know why you judge them? Makes you feel better about yourself. That's what it is. It's hard to say that. That's why I used to judge people. I'm bad, but I ain't that bad. You know what I mean? I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Remember, watch the Daily Dose take test, pass test, earn the badge. Thank you for putting up with my Tom Fuller. If we've done or said anything to offend you, you have to forgive me. <laughs> All right. So we've got a webinar coming up. If you haven't registered, got one coming up at 9 p.m. Big webinar. Lose 60 in 90 days. Lose 60 pounds in 90 days. You can find this webinar on my page, on my timeline, in the group. Register. And let's get you started. Let's get you fast-tracked to lose 60 and 90. It's going to be a good time tonight. Hope to see you there. If you're not a member like to become a member, uh, just message me. And let us get you a form that will save you half off our membership. Right now it's $50 per year. $50 per year. should be 5000 Seriously, it should be 500 But it's $50. we are a ministry first and foremost. Love you guys. Talk to you next time.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 